أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد we continue with باب الأمر بالمحافظة على الصلوات the chapter regarding the commandment to guard the prayers so this is one of the things that uh, what we were talking about before the dar started uh, with uh, some of our more junior students that the constant fikr and the constant worry about the salat time the 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 reminder or remembrance that a person has inside of their heart of is it have a, is it a prayer time right now have i prayed yet when is the prayer going to come in when is it going to leave this is also a, a type of the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala. A person doesn't have to, you know, not all dhikr involves grabbing a tasbih and, you know, saying something out loud or quietly or whatever. Uh, this is also a type of remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And this is a, a, one of the ahwal and kafiyat of the, 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 the nafs when a person is uh, uh, treading the path toward Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that a person becomes aware of the passage of time. And this is something that I've seen both in people who are new to the deen uh, when they enter into the deen, as well as those who were born into the deen, but then they start practicing later on in life, is that they freak out because of their awareness of the passage of time. And that's a good thing. They freak out, why? Because they all of a sudden uh, uh, realize how much time they're wasting, because they've uh, now started to take account of their the hours and the minutes of their day, uh, in taking account of the five daily prayers, which obviously doesn't take the entire day. But just the awareness itself is a big deal. And uh, they'll come freaked out and they'll say, Shaykh, I've been wasting my life. What do I do? And I say, calm down. You have been wasting your life. But now that you're aware you're uh, doing it, then you know we can work on something. Uh, whereas the real waster is the one who's wasting and they're not aware of it. You still have some time left, alhamdulillah. Uh, and so we continue. Uh, um, I wanted to go back to a hadith that we read last time and just say a couple more things about it. Um, given that this is not a hugely popular issue that people are going to uh, be real excited to talk about, but it is part of the deen. Uh, inshallah, this is, this is I think, a, an appropriate venue to talk about it in. Uh, it was a hadith narrated by uh, uh, Sayyidina uh, uh, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, but its similar wordings are narrated by a number of companions, including Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Uh, 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 who said uh, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhu narrates he says Qala, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, umirtu an uqatila nasah hatta yashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wa anna muhammada rasulullahi wa anna muhammadan afwan rasulullahi wa yuqimu salata wa yutu zakata fa idha fa'alu thalika asamu minni dima'ahum wa amwaluhum uh, illa bihaq al-islam عَصَمُوا مِنِّي دِمَاءَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ إِلَّا بِحَقِّ الْإِسْلَامِ وَحِسَابُهُمْ عَلَى اللَّهِ It's a hadith narrated by both Bukhari and Muslim that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said, uh, I was commanded to fight the people until they bear witness that uh, there is no God except for Allah and that Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم, is his messenger and to establish the prayer and that they should give zakat uh, and once they've done so, by doing so, that action will protect their, 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 their lives and their property 
uh, from me except for through the haq of Islam, meaning afterward if you kill somebody, uh, uh, you may be killed in retaliation. And, you, you know, if you, you damage property, then your property can be taken in, in restitution. But the rule is that, that, that your life and your property is sacrosanct from the Prophet ﷺ, meaning from the, all the institutions of the deen. And the rest of their hisab is with Allah, meaning there's so many other parts of Islam than just praying five times a day and giving zakat. But the rest of it, he said that there, the way of dealing with that, the masnoon way of dealing with that is what is going to be through the Jummah khutbah and preaching and through other mechanisms rather than, than, than the coercion of the state. And so uh, this is something, I just really get upset about these things. Uh, 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 and there's a very con- concerted effort both uh, 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 both by non people uh, you know of other faiths that uh, see Islam as a uh, an impediment to their uh, kind of hegemony in the world, as well as now increasingly uh, Muslims, uh, people who are you know legally in the hukum of being Muslims, and Allah knows what's best best what's inside of their heart, whether they do these things out of uh, uh, some intentional hatred for the Deen or out of some misguided. Uh, quest to uh, do something better than what was taught by Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But Muslims, especially Muslim governments, and then a- thereafter those who are uh, uh, those who are uh, uh, associated with their, uh, you know, those scholars that are associated with their with their rule. So, uh, inshallah. Okay. So the. Uh, so the uh, uh, this is this is a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, and you have to love the Rasulullah ﷺ and his companions that they said things very straightforward in a very straightforward way, and the PR and spin other people can worry about and dealing do, dealing with it that's fine, but you should understand what the what the content of the message is first, and then you can worry about the spin and the style of it later. Uh, and so uh, when the Messenger of Allah ﷺ said, I, I was uh, commanded to fight the people until day. Bear witness that there's no God except for Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and establish the prayer and give zakat. Uh, um, people, people say, oh look, Islam so violent, so horrible. And uh, see, you know, jihad and all of this other stuff. And, you know, it's right there in your text. So either you, you uh, reform Islam and throw all this part out and just keep the part about kissing bunny rabbits and the rest of it throw it all away. Or, uh, 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 you know, Admit that it's like a backwards and barbarian religion. So we live right now in a place where what is the, the, the motto of the deen? And the, the, the deen, one thing is a person's personal religion, and one thing is that the, the mu'amala that society has with each other um, in, in ordering itself in a, in a moral and a virtuous and upright state. So, you know, modern modernity is what that I was commanded to fight the people until they let, let a man marry another man or something like that. And literally, people kill each other for stuff like that, for democracy, you know? And I'm like, great, you know, I don't have a beef with democracy, I don't have a bone to pick with democracy. There's certain parts of democracy that can be used for good, of course, and there's sort of certain benefits in some parts of it, uh, and there's misuses of it as well. But, uh, you know, this idea that it's some sort of like aqidah level virtue that's worth fighting other people for, um, give me a break, you know, democracy for all, however wonderful it is, right? It's what elected this man who's, mashallah, made it like a, a, a respectable for like news media outlets to teach the American people, you know, the name of like questionable actresses and uh, 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 that don't star in the films that you and I watch and, uh, uh, you know, weird fraud and weird, you know, just types of behavior that we don't even tolerate from school children. Um, It's made it really acceptable now and people have become proud of it. So this is obviously democracy does have a downside. People should admit that. Uh, 
and it's not really worth something killing other people for, which is really interesting because if you look at like, if you look at foreign policy, the, you always see whenever it comes to a Muslim country, they'll be like, oh, look, you know, they're not ready for democracy yet. And the country will be sabotaged in such bizarre ways until like the democracy is good until it will give the result that we want. But if it doesn't give the result that we want, then so the thing is, forget about practical matters for a minute. Okay. Practically, I'm not a politician. I'm not lobbying for one thing or the other. Allah knows best, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what's best for the world and what's best for the people, both Muslim and otherwise. And in those matters, my opinion is just as good as yours. It may actually be less useful. But completely in the world of the abstract uh, ideas, democracy is not something that you're, going to, uh, you, that you're going to establish as the cornerstone of any cogent like, thought process. Because like everything else, it has its good days and it has its bad days. It has its good uses and it has its bad uses. And even in the good uses, sometimes you'll get a bad result. And even in a bad use, you'll get a good result sometimes. Uh, however, Allah's being there, Allah's existence, the fact that people should be allowed to, what? To uh, testify that there's no God except for Allah. That this is the cornerstone of our society, of any human society. And that the prayer is established that the ones who want to pray will say their prayers unimpeded and that the zakat will be collected for those people who uh, submit to the deen of Islam, which as an individual, no one was ever asked to uh, uh, do so by the sharia. They may be for political reasons forced to convert to God knows what, but that's, has, that's a political act. That's not a, that's not a sharia act. The sharia doesn't, doesn't allow it and it doesn't even count if you're coerced. It doesn't even count your Islam in the first place, like we mentioned last time. Uh, uh, so that's not something, I don't think that's something that people should feel embarrassed or ashamed about we can make it clear okay we're we're not here in america as muslims our muslim community is not going to use you know by whatever common understanding that we have with our government or whatever through citizenship or through whatever people's immigration and things like that that we're not going to employ uh, the the methods of like martial coercion in order to affect this this goal but this is our goal we have the right to have this goal by the first amendment and the fact that uh, uh, that our civilization had eras in which that happened is not a bad thing Jihad is not a bad thing. Jihad, and when I talk about jihad, I'm not talking about like a Muslim, you know, human rights organization saying, well, my jihad is to wake up early in the morning and make fixed breakfast for my kids. Okay, that's great. Allah Ta'ala reward you for that. Alhamdulillah. You know, that's your struggle. Good for you, right? But I'm talking about what? This, the, 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 the taking up of arms in order to uh, establish, uh, you know, a society in which uh, the, the recognition of Allah Ta'ala and his worship is the cornerstone. This is not a bad thing. And this is one of the things, like this crazy uh, thing happened last week in in Morocco, where there was two uh, uh, European backpackers uh, who were like beheaded by some, you know, someone who, uh, uh, you know, whatever, pledged allegiance to the Islamic State or whatever, right? Uh, um, a, every crazy person in the Muslim world does that. All of these people, and there's absolutely no actual evidence that they have any coordination with anything just someone's crazy and so they say oh i'm an islamic state you and that's it that's it's become like some sort of like like you know it's like if if you got upset at every high school kid who like acted like a gangster and said, i'm gonna cap you or whatever it's not like you can go back and say oh look rap music is responsible for or whatever god knows what they have nothing they obviously their person is crazy and they chose to manifest their craziness through this one thing and oftentimes they're goaded and prodded into doing these things by 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 different agencies that's the first thing. The second thing is this, is that look at the articles, the way the articles are written. Oh, this person is a jihadist. 
It's like, calm down there. What if, what if in the Muslim world we had like a newspaper or the Muslim community had a newspaper and every time a church going Christian or someone who at least nominally affiliated with Christian like on their Facebook profile, you know, they did something wrong. They say, oh, look, this crusaders did this and this crusader did that. You'd be, there are Muslims like that, by the way. They're all nutheads. There are Muslims who are like that. And they're all weird conspiracy theory nutcases and morons and like people generally that are not like pleasant to get along with type of people. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know that that's not, that's not fair. There's not, there's no adil in it, you know, and we're not necessarily, you know, a lot, some people, they do those types of things. Why? Because, because, uh, they're like, oh, they do that to us, whoever they is and whoever us is, they do that to us. And so this is, there's a, there's a precedent even for refuting that argument, which is that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, I mean, mashallah, the, the empire, the Persians was trampled underfoot during his reign, much of, most of it. And so one time they presented the head of one of the slain Persian generals to him in Medina Munawwara. Look, it's Medina, you're in the masjid of the Prophet what are you going to do? You bring some like dead Kafir general's head into the masjid? It's just a dumb thing to do. Like the common sense of Iman knows it's a dumb thing to do. But in the heat and the rage of battle, they did, all, they did something like that. They actually brought this guy's head into the Medina. Medina is not a place to bring these people dead or alive. Medina is a nice place. It's a clean place. It's a beautiful place. You don't bring stuff like that into Medina Munawwara. It's, it's, you know, so some, someone brought it in and he, 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 chastised, uh, uh, he chastised him. And he said, well, if we had died, if we'd been killed, that's their custom is that they bring the, the head of their slain general to their king. And, uh, uh, you know, that, said Abu Bakr Siddiq, he's like, we don't follow their sunnah. You know, we don't follow their sunnah. And so, yeah, that's fine. They can throw like whatever. Jihad is a good thing. It's something a person goes out of his house for the uh, sake of Allah Ta'ala and he risks their, his life and his, his, his uh, 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 property in order, to, uh, in order to please Allah Ta'ala and in order, in order to make the, the word and the worship of Allah Ta'ala supreme. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. That's a beautiful thing. Okay, does this mean I'm saying for you to grow, you know, go join whatever nut-headed group that, you know, is running around in the backwoods of Syria and Iraq? No. In fact, I don't think those people have anything to do with jihad in the first place. Uh, um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a very an abstract level. That's a good thing. If a person does it properly, there's khair in it. This is part of our deen. We don't need to feel bad about that. We don't need to make excuses about that. We don't need to, uh, and in fact, to feel bad about this is actually, it's a, a great defect in a person's iman. And if you feel bad about that, then the Prophet ﷺ himself, his companions, and the entire Islamic history, none of it is going to make sense. If you didn't feel bad about it, what would happen? What would happen? You have uh, 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 Rasulullah ﷺ and like his 15 followers sitting somewhere, and next door they're burying someone's baby daughter alive. And they're like, yeah, we don't agree with that, and we're going to issue like a press release. Come on. That's, Allah Ta'ala's mercy is more than that amongst his creation that he... He brought up from amongst, uh, uh, from amongst the people somebody who would stop these things. This is why the Rasulullah is a Rahmah Alameen. And there's some people from this Ummah who will constantly be quashing uh, 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 batil in this, in, the, in this creation of God. And that's what it means to be a Khalifa of Allah Ta'ala on the earth. That's what the Khilafah means. It doesn't mean having a government. Having government's an instrument by which that, that, that is prosecuted. But the maqsid is what? That this mercy should be uh, 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 not overwhelmed by the barbarism of, 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 of just crazy people. Uh, and so we don't, not only do we not need to feel bad about it, it's a part of our iman to be proud of it. And fine, if some nutheaded group of people is doing it wrong, call them out. But that doesn't have anything to do with uh, 
what the what the rule is. Those things are exceptions and they're misapplied as well. You know, just because some, you know, kid from like whatever, uh, you know, is entrapped by an FBI agent uh, 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 and the kid already has like mental issues and they entrap them into like going and do something stupid. Okay, look, you just proved that teenagers are stupid. This has nothing to do with any tenets of our faith whatsoever. And we should be we should be very clear about that. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not clear about it. But one of the good things about the current political climate in America is the very thin veil of like how stupid and comical these things were from before. Even that's been lifted now. And so a lot of people know, you know, that like, hey, you know, you guys are all right. This is just the same nonsense uh, uh, that's coming on everybody, coming to everyone's door. It's coming to your door before it's now coming to everybody's door. So we know so this is a good time to share these things with people, even politically. I think uh, it's a good time to share these things with people, although that shouldn't be the barometer of what your dean is. But for those who are highly political minded, for them, we can say also, yes, this time is, uh, you know, your, your uh, 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 misgivings you have, they're assuaged now. Uh, because really people don't care anymore. Now people, you see, you see them at the airport and just as a backlash, you know, against like, you know, hijacking the government in order to build a stupid wall or whatever, backlash for all these dumb things, people are like, actually, they see you as a Muslim and they're like extra nice to you now instead of like, you know, uh, you know, rather than whatever, Captain America who works for the TSA who's sniffing your underpants in front of everybody in order to stop the next 9-11 or whatever. I mean, that's happened to me. I say that, I go, it's good, you know, you're a real American hero. You're going to stop a big, you know, thing. Why don't you sniff it one more time? See, you might smell something you didn't smell before. Sir, you know, I'm just doing my job. I'm like, no, you're not. I go, but you, you know, whatever. Go, go have, have a good time. That, all of that's gone now. It's like fizzled away. People, and by and large, they know, uh, 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 you know, they've all called each other so many names that like when they call us a terrorist, it doesn't mean anything anymore because they all call each other names all the time. So once you've been called a name, you know, it's nonsense from another person. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is the plan of Allah Ta'ala. None of us would have chosen this as like the ideal way that we want things to be in this country. But now that it's happened, there is some, there is some uh, benefit that we're taking, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately as a person may have thought of it. But that's, that's what it means. That salat should be established in a place. The adhan should be called. There's nothing wrong with that. After that, there are many people who are going to pray and they're not going to pray and whatever. And Islam doesn't teach you go door to door beating people up or forcing people to do a lot of stuff, you know, especially people who are not Muslims. Uh, uh, so they have no need to fear uh, fear any of that. But at the same time, when somebody uses the word jihad in order to mean something bad, this is wrong. This is stupid. This is a caricature. This is like really cheap propaganda. Like, you know, they should, one would hope that they would be a little bit more uh, sophisticated with it. This is a very like cheap type of propaganda and it's nonsense and uh, we're not, you know, we don't accept it. We're not happy about it. وعن سيدنا جابر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن بين الرجل وبين الشرك والكفر ترك الصلاة ترك الصلاة عفوا رواه مسلم. So now there's a, a class of hadiths that are inside this chapter, uh, all of which uh, basically are more explicit than the ones that came from before in alluding to the idea that 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 missing the prayer is a type of uh, disbelief. Uh, and so the aqidah of the Ahl-Sunnah al-Jama'ah is that missing the prayer is a sin. It's not disbelief, whether a person does it intentionally or unintentionally. But if there was ever a, a deed which was considered to uh, itself or sin that was considered to be kufr as an exception to that rule, uh, some of the muhaddithin in the Hanabila, they, 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 they considered... Uh, abandoning the prayer without valid shara'i excuse, they considered it to be uh, uh, a uh, they considered it to be kufr. Uh, 
because of these hadiths. And so the majority of the ulama, they, they explain the hadiths and will explain them also uh, in a way that doesn't, you know, they understood them to mean something else other than that. But uh, anyone who speaks a little bit of Arabic should know that it is not unreasonable to take the meaning of kufr uh, from the meaning of kufr in the way that that we use it in the theological sense. It's not, it's not, uh, um, it's not like unreasonable at first glance. Uh, uh, and He doesn't speak from his vain desires. Rather, everything he says is a a a, a revelation that's revealed to him. And therefore, he chose the words on purpose, uh, in order to even for for the majority of the ulama who don't consider to the abandoning of the prayer uh, without excuse to be kufr, but they do consider this to be something the Prophet ﷺ chose to say deliberately, and the effect of it he chose and he understood what it what it meant. And uh, uh, you know, we should also ponder over that that this is something that is it's 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 a sin unlike other sins. Uh, 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 so Sayyidina Jabir ibn Abdullahi radiallahu ta'ala anhuma he said uh, I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say that uh, indeed the, uh, the thing that stands between a, a man and between disbelief and uh, worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the uh, 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 is, is what is, uh, is the abandonment of the prayer uh, and so the meaning of this, the meaning of this is what, is that the the salat itself is the greatest word. It's the greatest zikr that a person does. Uh, it's the greatest word that a person has for uh, receiving uh, uh, blessings and light from Allah Taala and progress in their uh, suluk and their journey toward Allah Taala. And without the help and the madad that they receive from the prayer and from the salat, um, it will be difficult for them to. Uh, stay in the kafiyah or in the state of iman. It's a state of the heart, and that state is difficult to maintain without, without the without the salat. Many people may believe that they're maintaining it, and Allah knows best what the reality is. Allah Taala knows best what the reality is. So we don't walk around calling people kafir or whatever. But at least as a general trend, ab- the abandonment of the prayer without excuse is something the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself is saying that this is the barrier. This is you know the Trump wants to build his wall. This is the wall. This is not the wall between America and Mexico. This is the, or U.S. and Mexico. This is the wall between what? It's between kufr and 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 and, and the iman of a person. Um, and so if you look at the wording, like technically it doesn't say that the person who leaves the prayer is. Not a, a a Muslim, but this is the 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 impediment, the obstacle between between them. And the the ergo, the the conclusion that the mind logically makes is that if that impediment and obstacle is removed, then a person there's nothing stopping them from leaving the deen. Well, iyadu billah, Allah Taala be our protection. So we'll read through a couple of these hadiths and then we'll talk about them a little bit. وعن بريدة رضي الله تعالى عنهم عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال العهد الذي بيننا وبينهم الصلاة فمن تركها فقد كفر رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح سيدنا بريدة رضي الله تعالى عنه هي نريس the covenant that's between uh, 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 us and between them the covenant that's uh, 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 between us and between them uh, and who is the us and who is the them 
Baydawi, the uh, famous Shafi'i Qadi and the Sahib al-Tafsir. Uh, many people, by the way, mashallah, Tafsir, you probably heard me mention this a number of times. Tafsir is one of the most abused uh, subjects of, uh, of Islamic learning. And people, to them, Tafsir is like, oh, story time of stories that this ayah reminds me of in my life, which is not what Tafsir is. Uh, but the actual understanding of the Qur'an based on uh, sound principles of logic and the sound understanding of the Arabic language and the uh, uh, explanation of parts of the Quran by other parts and the explanation of uh, uh, the Quran based on the the, the 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 teachings of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his companions uh, and their students. Um, so that tafsir, mashallah, Qadi Baydawi, he he wrote a tafsir which is like unreadable to mo- many people. Many people who are like imams in the masjid and looked at as scholars, the tafsir Baydawi is not readable to them. It's a very highly technical work. So he's saying that the, the meaning of the covenant between us and between them, who's the us and who's them? Uh, Baydawi rahimullah ta'ala said that the, the us and the them is the, uh, uh, the people of iman and munafiqeen. The people of iman and the hypocrites. Who are the hypocrites? They're people who profess, uh, 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 profess iman outwardly. And uh, inside their heart, they, 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 they believe in kufr. Now, uh, uh, nifaq comes in, what? It comes in like the, 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 the part-time package, full-time package, right? So the part-time package is that a person should have uh, nifaq in certain parts of their belief or at some time during their, their, their day or their life or certain events or certain practices of theirs. Whereas the full-time uh, meaning of nifaq is what? Is that uh, a person like literally is like I don't believe in this deen, but I'm gonna just keep saying I'm a Muslim so I can get a job, get married, you know, have less awkwardness at my parties. Every year nowadays, mashallah, there's usually some sort of like Huffington Post or Pathos blog or whatever will run the article by some <laughs> knucklehead uh, uh, who uh, you know they're like, oh, you know, I haven't been fasting in Ramadan for <laughs> for like years, and so I go leave my home and eat and this and that, and uh, I'm like, oh wow. Uh, uh, good for you. You know, you're you're a person of complete like cowardice, spinelessness, no character whatsoever, uh, and uh, a, a weasel. Uh, 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 and uh, you know, you got a blog article, mashallah. So good for you. Enjoy your 15 minutes in fame, of uh, fame, and uh, good for you. So people they run articles like that. Those are like fluff pieces. Those are like, you know, that I consider those those types of articles to be about as useful as like whatever like celebrity breakup articles or whatever. They're not, you know. They're interesting because everybody wants to read something salacious and horrible, but uh, uh, at least the society values like tearing people down a lot. Like it's like a really like people like uh, salivate and they they really um, what is it they 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 savor they savor the flavor uh, of uh, of you know people getting ripped down and the more perfect and wonderful they are, the more enjoyable it is to see them get ripped down. So yeah, they're like oh wow these people they're you know. They're modest and they like, you know, worship a lot and they don't drink and they seem to have like good families. So like, look, this one guy does, you know, he goes to Burger King during Ramadan and like, you know, usually regular people have one heart attack because he's not fasting. I have two because, you know, it's not halal, but whatever, <laughs> whatever, who cares? It happens. It's not kufr. The boasting about it is probably closer to kufr than actually not fasting, but khair. So this is munafiqeen. Uh, now this hadith, this hadith actually is kind of like a counterpoint because the munafiqeen are people who are outwardly profess Islam, and the and the, the Sharia runs on the outward. 
There's no way if you can tell if somebody is telling the truth or lying when they say la ilaha illallah. And nor are you obliged to even speculate about that. Rather, what? That we, we vouchsafe their secret that's in their heart to Allah Ta'ala. He'll, 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 he'll judge them. So legally there, they're still Muslims. Right? Which is the idea of like, right, these hadiths, if a person wants to say, oh look, there's a hadith that says that the, you know, that, that, uh, that says that the abandoning the salat is kufr, then the, one of the meanings of that is what? It's, it's nifaq, it's hypocrisy. Now, this A doesn't mean that you can walk up to everybody who does, anyone who like you see like miss a prayer and be like, oh, you're munafik, there's a hadith. Allah knows best. Uh, but what it does do is it, 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 it provides some sort of clarification that that person, you, you cannot legally accuse them of kufr. At least legally they're Muslim, Allah knows what's in their hearts. Uh, so the ahad, the, the, the ahad that separates us and them is what? It's the salat uh, and whoever leaves it, that person has committed disbelief. So the idea is what? Is that if it's nifaq, then legally you can't say it, but it's a matter that's hidden and unseen. But Allah knows. And, you know, even if, if a person could be like, oh, look, this is a proof it's not like kufr in the sense that you can't make takfir of someone for it. But at the same time, it means you're a <laughs> Like, it's not a good thing. It's a really bad thing, right? You're the darakul asfali min nar That just means that yom al-qiyamah, you'll have a punishment worse than the punishment of people who are getting drunk on Christmas. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, which is a bad thing. It's a really bad thing. A person should want to annoy, uh, avoid it. If a person has iman in their heart, they should not like that. They shouldn't be happy about it. You know, uh, if you're not able to reform yourself overnight, that's fine. Habits, good habits are hard to make. Bad habits are even harder to break. Uh, that's fine, you know. But like in your heart, if you have the desire for it, you're still on the way to something, you know. Whereas if you if you uh, uh, still think like praying five times a day is useless. This is really uh, unfortunate. Like I have relatives who say stuff like that, uncles and things like that. There used to be a time that people's elders used to, mashallah, give them sagacious advice. Um, and so whoever has mashallah pious uh, people who are their elders and their parents and mashallah you should thank Allah Ta'ala so I have an uncle who uh, you know he went off on a tirade about like oh there's this one you know country I went to and worked as an engineer and in that country there are people who you know they pray five times a day but they get drunk as stuff for Allah and I, you know I wasn't like I mean I was just very early in my studies at that time but I was like yeah you know that's actually <laughs> you know uh, having a beer is not I mean it's bad don't get me wrong you know it's not a good thing to do but as a sin it's 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 nothing compared to it's nothing compared to abandoning the prayer and this is a this is a this is a sign that points to a greater defect in our iman which is what i guarantee you almost any muslim kid if you went home if you cracked open a budweiser in front of your parents they will they will have a heart attack and don't do it because it's haram and it's bad and it's like they should have a heart attack right they would have a heart attack uh, uh, justifiably so, right? You you know uh, you know if you're a, a, a resident of like Colorado or uh, or Washington State or you know recently much to the chagrin of my uh, my 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 my, uh, my friend and respected brother uh, Dawood Walid, uh, um, if you you know you roll up uh, roll up a joint and start puffing, uh, uh, you know your parents are your parents are gonna probably have a heart attack and they very well should. But people sleep through Fajr every day. They don't even set their alarms. People sleep through Fajr every day. People waste the Zuhur, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. They'll go days uh, without praying. They'll skip the Salat al-Jumu'ah for the most inane of reasons. They'll do all of these things. Nobody will say anything. Rolling up the joint and smoking it is bad. Having the beer is bad. 
Missing the prayers is even worse. But worse than all of the above is what? The idea that the deen is teaching one thing and we have our own sensibilities that are different and we feel entitled to those. This is all like really, I mean, there's a lot wrong there, right? And the funniest thing is that the thing that's going to be the most the most uh, uh, destructive for a person's deen in this world and for their heart and their ruh in this world and for their life, their physical life also, for their body, for their health, for their uh, uh, rizq, for the, all of these. That's the thing, and the, the, that's the thing that, that by changing it, they'll, they'll get the most benefit in the hereafter and the most uh, 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 barakah in their life and in their uh, provisions and in their wealth and in their heart and their body and their everything. Out of all of them, that's the same thing, and it's also the same thing that's the easiest to change out of the three of them. If you're an alcoholic, it's not easy to give up alcohol. If you're addicted to drugs, it's not easy to give up drugs. If you're not conditioned to wake up for fajr in the morning, it's probably easier to like get conditioned to it than it is to like, you know, for like a hard alcoholic to give up alcohol or whatever, but it's not easy also, right? You have school and things like that, you have work, it's not easy. I I I I I accept that, I understand that. Right, the easiest thing is to be like, you know what? This is more important than all the other things. Because how much amal do you have? What practically? What do you have to do in in in, in accepting that in your heart? Absolutely nothing. It's just what Rasulullah SAW said so, and that's why I believe it. That's the sad part. But the good news is what? It's the easiest thing to change, and the only thing that will prevent a person from changing it is kibber, is arrogance. Otherwise, it's the, the good news is what? That's the easiest to change. Once you change that, the doors open for the other things to change. They can open for the other things to change as well. Without changing that, maybe a person will pray five times a day, but the defect from that one thing in the iman is so deep and it's so uh, critical that who knows if even praying five times a day is going to help that person. Uh, 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 and Allah knows best. So this is, this is like, it's a scary thing that a person should uh, abandon their prayer without, without a shari'i excuse. You know, uh, um, that, 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 that's, that's like literally the, the differentiator between a person of Iman and a person of Nifaq. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a very scary thing. People should take it seriously. I mean, this has to do with what? It has to do with the modernist understanding, which is what? That the, uh, please don't do that. The modernist understanding that what? That the ibadat are not what's important. The reason Muslims are down is because we don't have a government, we don't have money, and we don't have like, you know, political party. Okay, khalas, now we have, we have two sisters in the, in, in, in Congress, mashallah. You have two alternatives, hijab, non-hijab, you know, mashallah, it's, you know, Arab, non-Arab, we got that, we got like, mashallah, that's like a big deal, mashallah. Politically, it's a big deal. Is it, who here is like, mashallah, uh, uh, you know, seeing dreams of Medina now or whatever? No, we're just the same slobs we were yesterday. So, uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala give khair uh, to our, our people politically, even if they establish the caliphate and then we just end up doing weird stuff like, you know, uh, Fighting out battles in the in the mataf of the of, of the Masjid al Haram and killing killing the ulama and killing the family of the Prophet sallallahu and God knows other like you know highlights of like stupid things Muslims have done over the centuries. That's not really much of an achievement. Oh great, we have a Khalifa though now. You know, Imam Abu Hanifa is like dies, and you know how Imam Abu Hanifa died by Ibrahim. Do you know how he died? He died. He died in solitary. He was in prison. Uh, 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 Abu Jafar al Mansur. Uh, uh, 
because of Abu Hanifa, there's a great amount of sympathy for the Abbasis against the Banu Umayyah was because of Imam Abu Hanifa and his political views and opinions. How was he rewarded? He was put in solitary because Abu Jafar was a very astute politician. And uh, he, uh, he's even a Banu, he's a Hashimi as well, uh, but he's a very astute politician and he knows that the man who can bring a revolution once can bring it again. So he was very afraid of Abu Hanifa's political ability. So just as an insurance policy, he put him in solitary. He was imprisoned in, a, in the bottom of a dried out well. And he used to teach dars from the bottom of a dried out well. He's the man who used to read the entire Quran in, in, uh, in his tahajjud time. And probably the greatest legal mind in the history of the ummah. And uh, 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 that's, how he, that's how he passed from this world. In fact, the ulama mentioned that he was, even then he was not dying. So they poisoned him. Uh, uh, and all of that happened under auspices of a Khalifa who was actually a very close relative of the Prophet you know, so go figure. Uh, so I'm not saying like caliphate's evil or nothing. I'm just saying that that's not gonna, that in and of itself is not gonna solve your actual problems. If it's a manifestation of your problems being solved, it's gonna be a good thing. But if you just think, oh look, great Khalifa, you know, they're gonna do all kinds of that same Abu Jafar Mansur is like, you know, uh, uh, he's the same one who, because of whom Malik was beaten. Uh, in Medina Munawwara, and he 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 was he caused so much bloodshed. I mean, the man with his political adversaries completely ruthless. He would oftentimes he's oftentimes known to like promise people safety, safe passage if they surrender. Once they surrender, have them all killed. If that's the type of Khalifa you want, go for it. You know, uh, 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 wonderful. But uh, uh, you know, this these are things these are things that if we change these things first, then the rest of, these are the roots. The the tree then can grow. If these things are changed first, and then if the tree grows, then there can be fruit. And, you know, if the roots are good, they're pulling good things out of the ground, the fruit can be good. Uh, 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 if, if, if the roots are already, the, po- the roots are so- soaked in poison, uh, the fruit is going to be poisoned also, and it's just going to be another, uh, another uh, uh, um, line in, in, uh, in the history of uh, stuff that people should be ashamed of. One Shaqiqin ibn Abdullahi At-Tabi'i المتفق على جلالته رحمه الله تعالى قال كان أصحاب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يرون شيئا من الأعمال تركه كفر غير غير الصلاة رواه الترمذي رواه الترمذي في كتاب الإيمان بإسناد صحيح. so uh, 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 شقيق بن عبد الله uh, the tabi'i who's uh, uh, um, uh, 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 who who is Nawawi Rah- mentions that that the later generations they all bear witness to his greatness amongst the generation of the Tabi'een. He narrates as a, a scholar uh, from his learning from the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that there was no sin that they that, that that the opinion of kufr was tied to that sin amongst them except for the 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 abandonment of the salah. And so this has a context as well. And the context is during the time of the, the, the Sahaba, late Sahaba, Tabi'een, uh, the, the emergence of the Khawarij, which was a, like a complete like a deviant sect of people who, uh, um, who considered themselves to be Muslims. Uh, they, uh, they considered any sin that a person did, they considered that a sin would take them out of the pale of Islam. And, uh, um, and this, is, this is something that that the the tabi'in right this the khawarij are not tabi'in even though they met the sahaba they actually met them in what battle and things like that right but they're not considered tabi'in why because they didn't accept the 
the, 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 the authority of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum as the canonical uh, transmitters of the deen from the Prophet sallallahu Rather, they would hear the Qur'an and they would interpret it in their own way. And so, uh, uh, and they were a menace to, the, to Islam. They're a thorn in the side of, uh, of the Muslims uh, for centuries. And they still exist today. Most of the slave traders... Uh, you'll hear this, like you know, people are like, well, Muslims are bad too. The Arabs, they're you know, slave traders. Most of the slave traders that used to, uh, uh, Muslim slave traders, quote unquote, that would take the uh, uh, engage in the the business of unlawfully obtained captives. They're usually Khawarij. They're usually Omani, uh, connected with the Omani trade empire. Um, the capital of which is not in Oman. The capital of which is in, was in Dar Salam, in uh, 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 the island of uh, Zanjibar, right? Zanjibar and Tanganyika. They unified into one country, which is what Tanzania is. Zanzibar, Zan, right? Tanganyika and Zanzibar become Tanzania. Uh, um, but they got kicked out by the locals for being colonizers, which was essentially what they are. And so they had to go back home to their homeland, which was, uh, which was, uh, uh, which is is Oman. And but they used to maintain a, a kind of like a Venetian style like trade empire that would go up and down the east coast of Africa and through uh, uh, you know many of the same places the Yemenis used to trade. So the Hadramis would go and take the deen in different places. These guys would just engage in some very questionable uh, types uh, commercial practices. That's why Gawadar. Any Pakistanis here? Right? Gawadar, the port city of Gawadar, was uh, obtained by Pakistan from Oman. Uh, even though it's not, I mean, it would make sense that it should be part of Pakistan, but uh, it was Gawadar was a port city that the Omani, uh, their in their old trade empire, they used to use, and they had limited usage for it, so they gave it up to the Pakistanis. Um, now, instead of the uh, the, the Khawarij uh, running it, now it's going to be run by the Chinese. So, <laughs> I, I don't feel very good about that, but khair. Uh, um, so yeah. Uh, the, the, the Khawarij, the Sahaba عنه, fought them. So the Tabi'een obviously also were opposed to them. So this is, this is, this is uh, who, like, you know, the, the, the Tabi'een who were the flag holders, the, the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah uh, in that generation. Uh, and they're the ones who were closest in generation to the Sahaba. Uh, for him to say this, this means that it's a, I mean, it's not something that they're going to say for no reason. It's something that, that it, if anything, it would count against them, which is what? That. that Given that there is a group of psychopathic, like homicidal maniacs that are preaching their messed up version of the deen to one another, that we disagree with. If there was one sin that we ever heard from the companions that some of them held the opinion that it was kufr, it's what? It's abandoning the salat without excuse. So uh, that's the point of, in the context of this, this, uh, uh, this, this uh, ather being narrated. وعن سيدنا أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن أول ما يحاسب به العبد يوم القيامة من عمله صلاته فإن صلحت فقد أفلح وأنجح وإن فسدت فقد خاب وخسر خسر فإن انتقص من فريضته شيئا قال الرب عز وجل انظروا هل لعبدي من تطوع فيكمل فيكمل بها من تقص من من الفريضة ثم تكون سائر أعماله على هذا رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن سيد أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه نريت حديث which is that that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said the first 
the first thing that's going to be accounted for, uh, 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 that the, the slave is going to give account for on the day of judgment from his deeds is the salat. Uh, and if the account of the salat is, is, is correct, uh, uh, and uh, if meaning meaning what that it's all the salats are in place, then that person has will be from the people of happiness and the people of success. And if that accounting goes badly, then that person has uh, 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 that person has uh, 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 lost. That person is a loser. Meaning everything has gone wrong. That person is not going to get what they want. Uh, their their hopes are going to be dashed, and they're going to they're going to be a loser on that day. And if the account is like almost there, like you know, eighty percent or ninety percent, which I guess enough to like fly an airplane or like do medical operations on people, but Yom Qiyamah is not going to quite make it like that. Um, that uh, that if there's 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 some uh, some something missing, some decrease in it that shouldn't be there. Uh, from that person's far the prayer, then the Lord, mighty and majestic is He, will say, uh, "Look at my slave. Does he have any uh, extra salat, some non-far the prayers that the, that he did, um, that can be plugged into the holes that are left in there, their uh, far the salat in there, in their in their obligation, uh, oblig obligatory prayers." Um, uh, and so if that happens, then that will make up for what was lost. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, then afterward, the uh, rest of the prayers, or sorry, the rest of the, the deeds, the accounting of the rest of the deeds are going to go in the same way. They're going to follow that same, you know, whatever the result was for the Salat, that's the way the rest of the deen is going to be accounted for. Meaning what? Um, if you follow your own deen and you want to do it your way, you uh, bail yourself out of the troubles of the Day of Judgment. If you want to follow the deen Allah's way, then uh, count on Allah Ta'ala to be the one who uh, will be the source of your, your success on that day. If you want to do it your own way, do it your own way. This is the thing that our, our people, nobody ever gets upset or lose sleep at night that their children don't pray. But they, you know, they'll, uh, you know, cuss, cuss their kids out for, you know, whatever, marrying someone from a different race or uh, you know, not becoming a medical student or getting A minus instead of an A. Okay, go, you know, go for, go marry your like first cousin if you want, right? Go become a medical student and go get A pluses and everything. That's fine. Don't miss your prayers though. This is more important than any of that stuff. Those things, you know, no one's going to regret those things Yom Al-Qiyamah necessarily. This is something necessarily a person will regret that it's going to actually mess up all the other things that a person thinks oh, these are the real important things. All those things are going to get messed up by not doing this properly. And this, this brings another point, which is what? Which is that, uh, and something that, that we mentioned before, and it should be mentioned more, more and more, that the deen is not like magical. You understand what I'm saying? To some people, the deen is magical. It's what? It's like watching a Star Wars movie. Okay? Premise. Messed up things happening in the universe. There's this one dude or dudette, I guess how it is now, I'm told. Um... And, and uh, uh, yeah, and they have this thing called the force because of which nothing else matters anymore because they'll be able to hack their way through all sorts of stuff. It'll be close at times, but more or less like, yeah, the force. That's it, right? You watch Lord of the Rings, same thing. There's the ring, but like, you know, some eagle will come down and fly you away and like, you'll be fine. Don't worry, right? Everything has, you know, these are what magical things. These are not the way real life works out. Real life is what? 
everything is is accounting everything is numbers everything is uh, everything there's balance you know when you you know uh you when you you know throw something you know you can't be like oh inshallah this time instead of it falling down it'll go up it doesn't work that way and to a lot of people because there's stuff that's happening in the ghaib you know in the unseen realm ghaib doesn't mean that it's fake it just means you can't see it Ghaib is kind of like, you know, the existence of your, your ancestors or the, you know, yeah, they exist. Even though you may not even know what the name of your, like, whatever, 7th seventh, seventh or 17th or 70th or 700th lineal ancestor is. But it doesn't mean that they don't exist. They existed, right? But it's, it's something you don't see. So something that's in the Ghaib, just because it's in the Ghaib doesn't mean it's magical, fantastic, you know? Uh, uh, fantastic in the sense of good maybe but fantastic in the sense that it violates the the rules and operations of logic absolutely not and there are many people their practice of deen is like that it's based on magical thinking especially mashallah sufism is oh, halas, it's like all based on magical thinking right you don't learn the fiqh you don't learn the aqidah you don't practice any of the stuff but you think i took bay'ah with so and so sheikh and because of that somehow magically this is going to help it's not going to help you this is you know the power of nisbah and this and that. Obey nisbah is like electricity, right? Okay, there's electricity at the at the whatever the power plant. You haven't plugged anything in. How are you gonna get it? That's what your your amal are. If your amal are done properly, a person prays five times a day. This is the whole point of the the lesson, and it's a greater point also that people need to know. Which is what if you don't have any medium for those uh, for those abstract concepts to manifest inside it, you don't have anything. It's like it's like uh, uh, multiplying a really huge number by zero. It's always going to be zero. But you don't have any. You yourself didn't put anything forward. Rather, you think that because I'm connected with Sheikh so and so, I'm going to go to Jannah. The Munafiqeen were connected to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They literally took Islam at, at his hands. They took used the bay'ah that the Sufis are very proud of. They actually literally took that bay'ah from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He was their sheikh. He was their murshid. He was their khalifa. He's the one that they became Islam at his hands. Their Arabic was better than your Arabic. They used to pray salat in the masjid with him. You know, at least nowadays people are pious because they make it to Jummah or they pray Isha at the masjid. Munafiqeen, at least two, three prayers in the, in the Jamaat they used to pray with the Prophet ﷺ, right? So what's the difference between them and us when we think that somehow this nisbah is going to save us? It's, it's there. I'm not like the other group of people who are going to say, oh, it's all hocus pocus, pie in the sky. No, there's a lot of reality to it. But you have to understand the system in order to know how you're going to get that reality, get the benefit out of it. And so if you're, uh, uh, you know, the, the system is what? If you want to receive this nur inside of your heart, if you want to receive this help, if you want to be like, you know, uh, Sahaba radiallahu anhum and, uh, you know, the successes that they had and the honor that they had, both in this world and the hereafter, both in their, their deen and the dunya, right? This is like the step one. And if you're not going to do it, then it's not magical. Islam is not like the force that you're going to be able to like whatever, uh, you know, put on a blindfold and like, you know, uh, uh, use your lightsaber to like, you know, like whatever whack back blaster shots like uh, you're playing like backhand in tennis or something like that. It doesn't work that way. Um, it, the Prophet ﷺ never said it worked that way. The ulama never said it worked that way. Those who say it works that way, they're they're selling you a, a property on the moon. And uh, you know, if you're that gullible, just come to me. I would like to, uh, uh, you know, I would like to take your money and use your car and like all that stuff, right? <laughs> Why take it to somebody else? You know, take it to me, inshallah. Uh, at least, at least I'll use it for something good. You know, I'm not gonna. 
you know, I, I'm reasonable. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna book, book private jets. I'll just use your money to buy like, you know, first class tickets on, you know, because it's reasonable, right? Uh, if you're, if you're that type of person, come to me and waste your money then uh, instead of somebody else. But if you don't want to be that person, which hopefully nobody should want to be that person, then you know, use your brain. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, your kite's not gonna. Uh, fly in the air if you don't you know if you don't if you don't actually get it out of the house ever and what is that that's the that's the the salat and so if it goes right there we mentioned in the previous abwab how how it's going to go right and if it goes you know if it goes wrong we mentioned in this bab how it's going to mess everything up uh, so one of the things i wanted to mention before continuing or co- continuing on to the next chapter is this is that there's this weird uh, 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 misconception that people have inside of their mind or inside of their heart that praying five times a day is what pious people do and uh you know i guess fine some like the people who are actually pious they all do it but that doesn't mean that everyone who does it is pious you understand the difference the people who pray five times a day the people who are pious they all pray five times a day but the people who uh, uh the people who pray five times a day not all of them are pious in fact very few of them are and uh, someone, you know, might say, like, m- mostly my relatives, they'd be like, oh, I know so-and-so is a very pious person, but they don't pray five times. They're, okay, you're, you know, I guess that's fine. That's whatever deen you're talking about. It's not the deen that the Prophet Sallallahu described. It's not the deen that Allah Ta'ala described in his book, right? Because, whoa, whoa, where is this in the Quran? I don't believe in hadith. Okay, whatever. The Quran itself is a hadith, but, like, we'll indulge you. You know, it's, <laughs> it's in the spirit of Christmas, uh, 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 you know. Uh, it's uh, you don't want to be Scrooge and like Tiny Tim needs his operation. So fine, I'll give you a, a, you know a lot of right that 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 uh, uh, who's the hafiz here? That they they left behind them a people right? Mentioned all the Anbiya alayhim salam Surah Maryam. Uh, السلام, that, 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 that all these good and pious people and Allah Ta'ala says that what happened right? they left behind them a people uh, that came afterward who uh, what did they do they wasted the prayer and they uh, 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 they, they followed their their, um, their, 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 their their passions right meaning I, the logic was what I, wanted, I, want, I like this I want to do it that's we're going to do it Khalas, we're going to do it not everything you like is something to do. Many things you like, it's not something to do. If we, if we all did something, that did what we liked, you know, this guy would be eating like cotton candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and he'd probably be dead by now, right? But we make him eat vegetables, and that's why he's still around, mashallah, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you'd eat candy and ice cream all day, wouldn't you? But is it a good thing? No. So sometimes following your desires can be a good thing, but, you know, not always. A lot of times not, Right? So uh, 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 they, they did those two things, and what are they going to find? They'll be tossed into, or they shall meet with, uh, 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 with ghay. So ghay, the meaning, the linguistical meaning of the word ghay is what? Is, is, is misguidance after knowing better. Misguidance. There's dalal, which is like the misguidance of you didn't know in the first place, you know? You looked at a bottle of antifreeze, and you're like, mm, Kool-Aid, and you just downed it, and you died. And then... That's not ghay, right? That's dalal. Ghay is what? Ghay is like, you know it's antifreeze. You have a degree in chemistry, but you're like, oh, it's red. It reminds me of Kool-Aid. Let's check this thing out. And so you down the whole thing. And then when you're dying, you're like, wow, that was a dumb idea. I knew it was a dumb idea. <laughs> That's what ghay means linguistically, 
right? But the meaning here is that Allah Ta'ala, after this stupid tendency that human beings have, Allah protect us from our the evil of our na'udhu billahi min shururi and fusina min si'ati amalina. It's part of the masnoon jum'ah khutbah that we seek refuge in Allah from our uh, 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 the evil in our own selves which is like that type of stupidity uh, amongst others uh, and, and from our own bad deeds, that, that our bad deeds catch up with us and harm us. Uh, 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 that, uh, uh, that, that what? That this valley in Jahannam is named after that tendency. It's a valley in Jahannam, people will be punished there and it's for the place who, for, for the people who wasted the prayer, meaning what? That the kuffar are not punished for wasting the prayer, at least according to the Maturidi school, which has a very solid argument. The kuffar in Jahannam are not Punished for missing the prayer, for not fasting in Ramadan, or for eating machine-slaughtered chicken. What are they punished for? They're punished for their kufr. So if ghay is the place for the people who wasted the prayer, then what? It means it's a part of Jahannam that's for the, the people of this ummah. Uh, Allah Ta'ala protect us from it and uh, give us the tawfiq of protecting ourselves from, from ending, ending up in that place. So this idea that only pious people pray, this is a wrong idea. And people will come, you know, they'll come like to you after like uh, a dars or ban, and they'll be like, oh, you know, Sheikh, you mentioned that, that's really bad, uh, 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 you know, but like sometimes uh, I, uh, you know, I do these sins and I do this thing with my friends and I, you know, uh, do this other thing and then I, you know, do the third thing and I do bad things on the internet and I do this and I do that and I do all these different things. And then, and then like, how can I, I feel like so ashamed of myself. How can I show my face in front of Allah Ta'ala and pray? Like feel like a munafiq. And it's like, look, first of all, most people's friends are dumb and they do dumb things with them. You just get better friends. Second of all, I don't think, I think like the internet was made for people doing bad stuff. So that's also by design. That's like an assumption anyway. All those things, put them to the side. The Salat, is it for pious people? No, if you're going to Jannah anyway. Then even Sayyidah Aisha asked about the Prophet ﷺ, why do you pray to Hajjad all night when Allah already promised you you're going to go to Jannah? Right? The Salat to the Sahaba to them, what was it? It was something we do to extricate ourselves from the evil effects of our sins. It's something we do to pull ourselves out of that condition. And uh, it's not, you know, so if, so I tell people, I say, look, if you have this idea, how can I show my face in front of Allah Ta'ala, then you know what your maqam is with Allah. And the prayer is for you. Anyone who goes to the Salat thinking that I'm a pious person, I'm going to pray right now, that person has problems that are way deeper than any of the things that we're talking about right now. That person is a wicked person. That person, that person is a wicked person. Out of the sins of the heart, I mean, they're the sins of the limbs, right? The, leaving the prayer is the one that's the, the closest to kufr. Out of the sins of the heart, right? Like envy, jealousy, you know, like uh, 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 hatred, things like that. Kibber, arrogance is the one that is the, the, the most resembling, the one that resembles kufr the, the most completely. In fact, kufr is what? It's a perfected type of arrogance, if you can call that perfect. It's a completed type of arrogance, a type of arrogance that has no holes in it, basically. It kills the entire heart. So, obviously, you're not going to be reading Salat being like, yeah, I'm pious, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah. You don't do that. If you do that, then you have a problem. Your Salat has a problem that cannot be fixed by making wudu. Your Salat has a problem that can't be fixed by joining a madhab. You have a problem that can't be fixed by joining a tariqah. You have a problem that's not going to be fixed by, uh, uh, you know, going to Dar Qasim and Dar Salam retreat or full-time program and... 
Your problems can't be fixed by that. Your problem is so deep, it can't be fixed with any of those things. Nobody prays like that. The people pray what? Knowing their sins and they go to get forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You go to Allah Ta'ala and ask for forgiveness because nobody else can forgive except for Him. And uh, uh, at that point, then you're like, yeah, I'm a messed up person. I need to have this Salat, otherwise I'm going to go to Jahannam and also probably going to end up sabotaging the rest of my life also. That's, that's, those, are the, those are the Salats of the pious people. People think that, oh, like, you know, I'm not pious, I'm not going to pray. But that's the Salat of the pious people. What does that mean? Allah Ta'ala is saying that that person who has that thought process that like, man, I'm messed up. I'm a messed up person, you know? I've spent like the last like six hours watching kitty cat videos on YouTube. Like, what's wrong with me? You know? And some, some, some person is probably listening to this and they're like, oh, I did that, but I didn't, nothing's wrong. Oh, wait, maybe there is, right? <laughs> That's good. I'm not saying to like insult you. We've all been through that. We should have that realization and like, okay, something's wrong with me. I need help. You go to the Salat, Allahu Akbar, you get the help. Uh, that's that's what makes a person a pious person. That's people, their idea of piety is like putting the uh, the cart in front of the horse. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, uh, so this idea that the Salat is only for the pious people, this is wrong. In fact, the people who are pious, they all went through this, uh, uh, getting dragged through the getting dragged through this this process. Allah Ta'ala brings them to the prayer and through that they become pious. A person who's a messed up person and he keeps praying, that person will be raised Yom Al-Qiyamah amongst the pious. That person will already be in the 90th percentile on the Day of Judgment. Right, that's a big deal. That's a great. I remember one time, one time like we uh, in in the Bukhari Dars, uh, that uh, they humored me for letting me into the Dora Hadith. I probably still am not like qualified to even enter the class, much less graduate from it. But I made like a, a, a really dumb grammatical mistake, and Allah Taala has uh, rewarded me afterward by by making me teach the books of Nahu and Sarf. And now I like realize how much I didn't know anything back back in those days when I was studying. But uh, and I how much I still know nothing. But uh, uh, I remember I made a really stupid mistake in, in, in reading and the sheikh like just looked at me with like disappointment like uh, he lives in like the Darul Kufr so what do we expect from this? <laughs> he just like, points to someone else you read, right? And so afterward I went, I said, you forgive me, I'm sorry, I know it must be really frustrating you guys put in so much time and effort into running the madrasa and like teaching and you know you prepare for dars and then like some student does something like that, it must be very disheartening. And so he's like, he, he, you know, he said in a very, very clean Urdu, like these are people from, from, from like, you know, very proper Urdu speaking background. So he says, Bitte, don't worry about it. He goes, even the realization that you, 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 you made right now, this is a great maqam. Like meaning you're an idiot, but it'll be okay, you know? So I was like, thanks Ustaji. Like, that's mashallah. <laughs> but that's fine. There's some people, they like memorized all, all of Sahih Bukhari and they can tell you all the nary. I'm not one of those guys. But this is what I learned from my, my dars is that what? Just even re the realization itself is a great maqam from Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise the whole world is populated by idiots who are idiots that never realize they're idiots. And they don't realize then they don't cannot go to Allah Ta'ala and ask for help. Uh, and and that's that's what a loser is. A loser is not the one who asks, uh, who comes and asks Allah Ta'ala. That person never, who comes in the court of Allah Ta'ala to ask for help, that person can never be described as a loser. Allah gives to everybody who asks him. The one who doesn't ask that person is the is the loser. Allah Ta'ala, whoever, you know, whatever loser loserness we have inside of us, uh, Allah Ta'ala take it away, inshallah, replace it with his deen and with iman and with tawbah and with, with, with good things. Wa sallallahu ta'baraku wa ta'ala wa sallama ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.